Hey, hey, guys. Hey, hey. So, in this episode, um, I do a little bit of a recap and flush out a little bit more details about the conflict going on between Taleb, Nassim Taleb, and Brett Weinstein. Um, what I think some of the main reasons are for the conflict between those two. Why Taleb is calling Brett a fucking coward. Very good stuff. It's uh, very riveting, I might say. In addition, let's talk about the Trump meme. Is Trump really Sylvester Stallone in disguise? Did Trump play the boxer in Rocky in Rocky II, in Rocky III, in Rocky Infinity? Um, are you wondering why I'm talking about a Trump meme, about him being Rocky? Well, then you're missing out, man. You need to listen. Then at the end of the episode, I talk about, is there really any benefit to, to psychological therapy what do I think about it? Take a listen. And, uh, oh, you can go to my website, tstouch.com, to look at my articles. You can watch videos. You can find my YouTube channel. Speaking of YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Taylor Space Stutch, T-A-Y-L-O-R Space Stutch. I put up all kinds of videos. I upload these. I do live streams. I do vlogs. I do shower thoughts. All kinds of shit up there. Um... You should also send me an email at tayradio1 at gmail.com, T-A-Y-Radio1 at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, tstouch1. Thank you. Enjoy the episode and buy my shit at my website. All right, guys. Let's talk a little bit more about the fight between Taleb and Brett. It's actually not much of a fight, and I'm not going to go too much in depth. I talked more about it on the last podcast. Um, basically, after Taleb called out, um, he called out Brett because Brett was talking a little bit of shit about, um, about Christianity. So, basically, he was talking about how in order for Christianity to be um, used effectively and to follow the teachings of Jesus, a lot of Christians are going to need to drop the magical claims. And also, he was talking about how for the world to move forward, we're all going to have to kind of agree to be on the same page. And Taleb really went after him. Um, one of the main criticisms I found from Taleb, which I totally agree with, by the way, is that Brett is... Um, so, Brett is talking shit about Christianity, which in, is not inherently bad. But there's a couple things that I think really caught Taleb's attention, um, is that if you read Skin in the Game, you'll know. And if you read enough of Taleb's uh, works, then you already know that um, he regards people who say, um, who use their opinions to virtue signal uh, with no risk, he views those people as cowards. So, for example, if it was very, very unpopular in America uh, to criticize Christians, like very, very unpopular, and he said something to the effect of, I don't believe in the magical claims of Christianity, that would be um, taking a risk. He would be taking a risk by stating a controversial opinion um, something that many people would be angry at him for. It could affect his livelihood, his future. However, um, Brett chose to attack Christianity, which nowadays carries no risk. 
right? I mean, uh, in modern society, you can um, talk shit about Christians all day long. Uh, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I don't, you know, I get, I totally understand where people have come from on certain aspects of Christianity and society. Um, there have been, there are oppressive aspects of it, and uh, people have, you know, made interpretations of the Bible, and there, I get the fact that we've come from a very regimented world um, in a very regimented, industrialized type of society, and so it, I do understand there's plenty of criticisms to level against people who practice Christianity. Um, that being said, Brett Weinstein has uh, significant intellectual influence, so he's not a nobody, um, and he chooses to attack Christianity, even though there are other religions that he could also address that he fails to address. So he doesn't address Islam, um, and he doesn't address uh, Judaism or anything else, and I believe that is where Taleb levels the accusation against Brett that he is a coward. So it's actually really, um, really funny. So Brett Weinstein said, uh, after uh, Taleb said that Brett was dangerous and a lunatic, Brett says, anyone have a sense of how long it usually takes Taleb to apologize? So Brett is over here saying that he thinks Taleb is going to apologize to him. Now, I don't think he really thought that because he did a poll on Twitter and he said either it's a straightforward question or biting sarcasm. Um, and I think he was referring to his statement. And then Taleb responded with fucking coward. I don't want to see you try. I want to see you try to insult other religions as you did with Christianity and people holding Christian beliefs. So this is why I'm saying that I think one of the main one of the main things that Taleb has a problem with with Brett is that Brett's this prominent intellectual who's taking shots at a group of people who he knows are under attack in the United States. And when I say under attack, I mean cultural attack. Um, people are pretty much doing everything they can to uh, get Christian beliefs out of uh, cultural institutions and any other type of institution. So that's Christians are already on the retreating end of the culture. Um, and on, on top of that, he's not going to address, he's not putting his neck out. He's trying to act as though he's being edgy or saying something controversial, but he's not taking any risk. If he was really taking risk, he would do something like Bill Maher. So I disagree with Bill Maher on a lot of shit. However, Bill Maher does in my opinion, rightly put his ass on the line when he talks shit about Christianity because he also talks shit about Islam. He also talks shit about other religions. See, that's the difference, is that if you're going to stick your head out and say, ooh, Christians are idiots because they believe um, you know, the magic of the Bible, and then you're not going to turn around and say, well, also these other religions do the same thing, then you're not taking risk for your opinion and your virtue signaling. So you're, you're trying to signal to groups of people that you're woke to some degree, but you're not willing to take any uh, negative feedback because who's going to talk shit to Brett? Nobody. Um, you know, Christians are very, a lot, you know, of course there are some, uh, some crazy Christians out there, but a lot of the, the culture nowadays just doesn't permit any kind of significant backlash against somebody talking shit about Christians.
Then Taleb responded with, um, after he responded with, you're a coward and a phony, um, he said, I cannot stand phonies, despicable people like Brett Weinstein who act on bad faith. Um, so it's, uh, it's just super interesting, this, this back and forth. Um, and I also wanted to note that um, in in Brett Weinstein's Twitter, I don't know if it was in his timeline, but there were some other people that were commenting, saying that uh, they were blocked by Taleb. They were prominent intellectuals, too. There were some other prominent intellectuals talking about uh, Taleb's take on IQ and other things like that. And what I've noticed is that a lot of Taleb's detractors uh, have a lot of respect for him. And when I say that, I'm sure some people do talk shit about him. But I have noticed a lot of people who are on the conflicting ends with Taleb don't trash talk him um, in what you would normally see on Twitter. So they don't call him an idiot. They don't call him a coward. Uh, most people just say, well, he blocked me, so I can't, you know, like address him or I disagree with this or I disagree with that. Whereas he straight up calls these people phonies, charlatans, cowards, and they tend to not respond in kind. The reason I believe that is the case is not because they have a higher code of conduct. I don't believe that's the case. I think it's because a lot of these intellectuals actually respect Taleb. Because I've seen some of these uh, intellectuals go more hardcore at opponents who are legitimately being dumbasses. You know, like maybe journalists or people directly taking their shit out of context. Um, like I've seen uh, Jordan Peterson go after people who have slandered him and stuff like that. Uh, one time he said he wanted to slap somebody. However, Taleb calls Peterson a charlatan and and Peterson doesn't have any... He doesn't respond nearly the same way because Peterson knows that he's missing something about statistics and IQ and his understanding of uh, probability and statistics. And I think a lot of prominent intellectuals see, I do believe a lot of prominent intellectuals believe that Taleb's knowledge of probability and statistics, it, the thing is, it crosses boundaries of disciplines because all of these disciplines like biology, psychology, um, there's a lot of disciplines where people use in economics, where people apply statistics. But the thing is, a lot of them don't have an understanding of the problems of their statistical methods like Taleb. So he can go across several domains and uh, address problems with the statistical research and with the, the statistical conclusions, which these people don't have the same ability. A lot of these intellectuals do not have the same ability. If they have any statistical ability, they don't have the same ability to go across various domains and address um, other problems outside of their narrow field and specialty. So um, his knowledge and wisdom is really um, unparalleled with a lot of modern-day intellectuals. Okay, let's put a uh, let's stop for some uh, sponsors, and I'll be right back. So I also want to talk about the uh, meme that's going around right now of Donald Trump. So yesterday, I am going about my day, guys. I'm working out. I'm hitting the gym. 
I'm dealing with bullshit stuff at my house. And uh, there is a meme that goes around of Donald Trump in a... Uh, somebody made a meme of Donald Trump as the Russian boxer. Or it was Rocky. I don't think it's a Russian boxer. <laughs> uh, as Rocky... Um, from the Rocky movies. They put his head on uh, Sylvester Stallone's body and it looks like, you know, like he's a, like this badass boxer. And the responses were hilarious. So anyone who's not a radical lefty knows that it was all good fun. So lots of people that are not, I say non-leftists. I like to make that distinction now because in my opinion... Um, you don't have to be a conservative or a Republican to um, think things like this are funny. So non-leftists thought it was funny or didn't really care. But the radical lefties and the journalists were uh, reposting this and calling it a doctor photo. And uh, it's that's what they said in the Washington Post. So I thought that was ridiculous. The Washington Post posts a column or an article saying that the um, that that Trump posted a doctored photo and they don't understand why. Like it's some deep dark conspiracy. Like it's really a doctored photo. It's not a doctored photo. It's a meme, and it's clearly a meme, and everybody knows it's a meme. And it was funny because before. Uh, that article came out, people were already joking that that is exactly what the mainstream media would say. They were joking that that is exactly what they would say because um, of what they said last time. There was a picture of a dog that uh, it looked it, – it was clearly a, a photoshopped picture. Like nobody was pretending it wasn't a photoshopped picture and all the mainstream media – was throwing around this picture of a dog receiving a medal and saying, look, it's photoshopped. It's not real. It's not real. And the rest of the world was sitting around, the rest of the country is sitting around like going, dude, we know it's not real. You fucking morons. You fucking morons. We know it's not real. You fucking morons. And that kind of stuff... It blows me away with how funny and stupid it is, but I'll tell you what. What also gets me is that there is – the majority of people in the country, I do believe, are going to totally understand, hey, this is a joke. However, there are people in the country who are going to look at that and say, look at Trump. He is going to fall in line. He's sending uh, – fall in line. He is sending a doctored photo out to everybody, to all of his believers, and he's going to get them all riled up about fake photos because this is what he does. Because they're going to say, look, he's a, a liar and a phony because look at this photo he sent out. And to be honest, I think that is the angle they would try to take. It's um, – now, it sounds absurd. But I've mentioned before, and I've written about this on my website, tstouch.com, um, how I believe that we're in a very, very hot situation in the United States. Um, and not because people disagree, but because we are no longer uh, talking from the same premise. We're no longer talking from the same foundational understanding of the facts of what's going on in the U.S. and in the White House.
So there are radical leftists, I believe, you know, dumb retard Democrats who not and not everyone who's a Democrat's a retard. I'm talking about the dumb retard Democrats who believe this was a doctored photo. Those people are going to suck this up and use it as ammunition, right? They and it's crazy because we all know the impeachment against Trump was a sham. We know it, right? You know, if you follow what's going on at all, I don't even have to go into the details of it because um, you just look it up for yourself. I mean, I knew from the very beginning. You know what's funny is that I knew from the very beginning the impeachment would go nowhere because if you understand, uh, if you really understood what happened in the Mueller report, I didn't read the Mueller report. But I uh, read and heard what Mueller actually said, which was there uh, – well, I you know, saw parts of the testimony, and I was uh, – there are very trusted sources that I read about these issues that said, look, Mueller wanted to put the idea that Trump might have done something wrong, but he clearly admitted in his findings that there is nothing that Trump actually did, which is a prosecutorial offense. There's nothing he did – which you could say he broke the law on, which is worth pursuing. There's nothing, um, as opposed to Clinton, who actually did break the law, but they said she didn't have intent to break the law, so uh, a little different there. Um, but that's what Mueller was saying. Now, if you know that's the case and you understand – and here's the other thing. If you understand the realities of our relationship with Russia and our relationship with China, you know Trump did not work with the Russians. Like, you know that's not the case. Now, that doesn't mean he did, you know, I'm not getting into the nitty-gritty details, but if you understand what's happening between us and Russia, that we don't have a good relationship with Russia, right? If you understand what Mueller said, if you understand what people are doing when they attack him for taxes and things like that, if you understand how the media is framing the entire narrative against Trump. If you see it, which I clearly see it, I clearly see it. Now, I don't fall in line with all right-wing conservative talking points, not at all, but the, the, the left-wing attack on the president is so patently transparent and obvious, I knew the impeachment was bullshit, and uh, I just knew it. Now, of course, I could be wrong, and you know something could end up happening, but I just... I put that at a zero, almost a zero probability that they'll find anything worth pursuing. So this meme, um, you know, people are just trying to enjoy the fucking holidays. We're trying to have fun. You know, Trump retweeted the meme because it's funny. This is why people, you know, support him. And uh, because he does funny shit like that. He does dumb, funny shit like that. And it makes him seem relatable. It makes him seem like a person. He's not one of these... Uh, he doesn't come off as one of these fake motherfuckers like um, like Bush or like Romney or McCain or like on the left side of the spectrum, Obama, Clinton, Harris, all of the you know people running for president lately. And I mean probably all – most American presidents come off as super fake. So I think that's the situation there. Um, now – I don't want to get too negative, but I guess I'm already kind of in a negative – I'm not in a negative state, but the information I'm discussing isn't the most positive. So I was just going to say I hope that we can find a way 
to breach or to come back together and understand uh, that the media, especially mainstream media, is full of shit. Will that happen? I don't know. But I hope people will be able to see through the media's attempts to um, slander everybody by looking at how they uh, addressed Donald Trump making this meme. Clearly it was a joke, and clearly they know it was a joke, and they're just trying to get people riled up. So don't listen to the fake news. The fake news will destroy your mind. The fake news will warp your understanding of reality, and you will not understand why things are happening to you. So, um, <clears throat> you know, also, I wanted to address something I've noticed. And I've, you know, listened to a lot of comedy podcasts, and a lot of comedians talk about therapy. I've heard so many comedians talk about therapy. <clears throat> and now that I'm, I'm learning more about complexity and complexity science and complexity research and listening to Taleb and reading Taleb and reading that line of thinking about the non-linearities in life, about uncertainty in life, about the variables of life, I'm starting to think that this idea of therapy is people are going overboard. So uh, I've noticed that at first I thought therapy was really solid and that um, people could find out why they do certain behaviors or why they do certain things. Um, and then I started to realize that that uh, I think a lot of this therapy shit is bullshit. Now, I do think there are clear times. I, I do think that therapy is helpful for people uh, in the fact that you get to talk about things. And when you talk about things, sometimes you get to flesh out. Uh, you can get to the bottom of your feelings about certain issues, right? Like sometimes you're really frustrated about something. And once you talk to somebody and you vent about it and you get some back and forth, then you go, oh, I get it. I get it. I'm actually, I'm actually really pissed off about this one thing and I'm taking it out on everybody else for other shit. I think that's legit. But what I've noticed is that listening to Dr. Drew and these comedians and everybody rationalize their behaviors, uh, people are going like, oh, why do I act this way? And then they go, oh, I remember one time when I was a kid, I saw a traumatic thing, and now ever since that point in time, I have always acted like this. Um, like uh, I've always um, been hyper-organized and whatever because when I was a kid, I got you know yelled at one time because something was out of place. And it's like, okay, I understand getting to the bottom of the way you feel about something, okay? But what I don't necessarily think is accurate is people's uh, memory of why they do certain things or their behavior and habits. Because I've tried – basically, it almost seems to me that uh, some of the things that the uh, that Dr. Drew or what these comedians or what other people who do therapy believe is that every variation from a what they consider a normal behavior, every variation – is attributed to some trauma as a kid. And I wonder, the thing that bothers me is that there is no such thing as a perfect upbringing or model person to begin with. So I don't understand where they're getting some of their baseline notions of ab some abnormal behaviors, right? Like we, we can kind of, we have to create a standard and structure for what is normal and what's not normal, and I'm not going to get into all of that. But what there is no model person that some of these people are talking about, 
that is not affected by genetic environmental and environmental factors. And we don't understand genetic factors that well. Like we legitimately don't. The idea of epigenetics is, uh, is a debatable idea. We don't understand the complexity of genetic interactions. I mean, you can just look this stuff up. There are certain things that we can understand. Like we get some things like hair color, eye color, height, um, you know, like what your nose is going to look like or stuff like that. You know, the sex, male, female, that kind of stuff. But we don't understand the complexities, uh, all the complexities of being a human, especially from a genetic and or environmental, environmental standpoint. So the idea that you can uh, deduce the cause of all of your um, misbehaviors or what you would call uh, degeneracies or um, all of your behaviors that vary from the norm, what we consider normal. You can trace all of those back to some traumatic incident from your parents or childhood trauma. To me, it's, it just doesn't sound right anymore. It sounds more like what people are doing is they're patching together a shitty memory of certain things that stick out in their mind and saying, ooh, this is the reason why I do this. Now, I don't want to discount all of it because there are obviously going to be things that are going to fuck with you and stick with you throughout your environment, right? Like if somebody beats you every time you say the word, um, you know, damn, then you might develop a tick that every time you say the word damn, you're lo you, 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 have a, develop a tick because you're used to someone hitting you every single time, right? I'm not debating that kind of stuff. But I mean, to be able to trace every single maladaptive trait to a particular point in time that happened many, many years in your past, I just think that's disingenuous. And I just don't know how accurate that is all the time. So um, I don't know why I'm talking about that. It's just something that I thought about. Um, anyway, that's all I got to say for today. Uh, <clears throat> I'm actually recording this in the middle of the night on Thanksgiving, before Thanksgiving. So if uh, you listen to this on Thanksgiving, I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving day. I hope you don't get into fights with your parents and your relatives and your siblings about um, politics because uh, it's, uh, it's prickly, prickly stuff. And uh, I hope everyone can enjoy their time with their family Um you can check out my website, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. Go to my YouTube channel, like and subscribe, uh, Taylor uh, Stutch, T-A-Y-L-O-R space Stutch, S-T-U-C-H. Um, you can go to my Twitter, tstutch1, follow me there. Email me at tayradio1 at gmail.com, T-A-Y radio1 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving.